Robbie Nielsen and Craig Levine returned to management. Their naysay probably just bought himself enough time to see him till Christmas. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Hammy, Simon and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Bands. Two league wins on the bounce for Ruf Stephen, including our fourth away win of the season. What the fuck have you all been moaning about? That's <laughs> <laughs> our back, baby. <laughs> I think um, Motherwell, no, she's not. They're probably getting relegated, I think. Oh, oh mate. Me. <laughs> You've had like a month off and that's the best you can come up with. <laughs> back with a fucking bang. Um. The post-match in the Motherwell game, Naismith had some of that Daniel Stendhal cocaine swag about him, I thought, as well. <laughs> Nothing Turned like in. wins to, to crack over how shite a coach you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he sounded right chipper. Like, the most chipper he sounded since, even since last season. <laughs> but fair play to him. But just don't look ahead to December, Stephen. The fixtures are rotten. Um... It's been we've we've played three games since we last recorded, um, and I think going into that one against Motherwell, he was probably going to get the sack if we got beat. I wasn't. Nah, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, he was that close. Um, let, let's say he was. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. He wasn't. And they uh, they they dug in. When it mattered most yet again, just like they did previously, when it was pretty much his he done the chopping block when we went to Kilmarnock in the cup. It wasn't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Gorgi Ultras literally had a banner <laughs> in the in the stand at that stage. And he won there, then he went up to Dingwall. What I'm, what I'm saying is Stephen Naismith is like a, a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, and I'm not meaning that in like a bad way. I'm meaning just like he a good way, like like when you compliment someone by coming calling them a cockroach. Yeah, exactly. Like he's uh he's just a survivor. Um, there was leaked messages from Jamie Borthwick of STV fame. He's been um, a bit silent recently. Eh? He's been very silent <laughs> since then. Uh, the, the leak on kickback even included like everyone's phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute over 50s user post. Um, and yeah, he was basically saying that the players are, are unhappy and you know it's bad when they start saying that to, to us journals, I think was what he said. So there, there's trouble trouble at mill. But if, if we're winning, I couldn't give a fuck how nice we're from it. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's going to be a big uh, big November, December for the Hearts. That's for sure. Um, uh, if, if things do get shit, here is a, another real look at the, the managerial list of uh, candidates as selected by by Hearts yeah. fans on Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh, good. <laughs> Kevin Muscat is the, the most wanted man, I'd say. 
from from Japan. I think people expect him to come over and, and be the next Ange Postacoglu. Uh, I did. I was talking about that last time we were looking for a manager. Right, when we were trying to hire someone qualified in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Robinson's name's up there. Dude, I'm a, I'm a fan of Stephen Robinson. I don't think it would be a bad Really? <laughs> um, I'm an even bigger fan of Derek McInnes oh fucking hell <laughs> such a safe appointment if we had Derek McInnes we would be uh, solidly third right now oh aye oh, that's what it's all about um, Alex Neal who hasn't been sacked by Stoke yet this so... is definitely a list you've compiled this is all <laughs> your favourite managers <laughs> this is just the, the general contentious of uh, managing <laughs> and uh, Chris Wilder, who seems to be just days away from a return to Sheffield United and Rotherham and other clubs. Places in Yorkshire. <clears throat> Aye, somewhere commutable from his house by the sounds of it. He's not going to be available soon. Is that us finished the section where we pick managers that aren't got anything to do with Hearts for a position that doesn't currently <laughs> vacant? <laughs> Thing. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want Harsh to do badly, but let's just see where, see where we're at around Christmas time. But do, do you think, regardless of how the next uh, series of games go, that Naismith bought us bought himself time through till Christmas? I self time till after Christmas, to be honest. I don't think he's anywhere close to going anywhere. No, mm, I don't know. I think it was pretty close before Levy and Motherwell there. He was one or two bad results, I reckon. The other thing is, I was just looking at it there. We've conceded the fewest goals outside of the old firm, which to me seems mental. Because we're shite at defending. Yeah, yeah but we've only conceded 12 goals. The nearest team's on 15. Um, we're sat in fourth. If we're having a bad time, what's everybody else doing? <laughs> this is like when we finish third again. Yeah. We're two points off a third. The SPL is tempo. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, so, so? Are Dundee though? What's Aberdeen's goal difference, Cameron? They just shut six oh. goals against Celtic. Yeah, it's minus six. Hmm. I mean, it could be worse. Livingston are currently on a terrible run of form and are minus twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, after our game against them, they can fucking die, and that. Sort of football just shouldn't be available at the top level. Embarrassing. No, no. We'll, we'll come on to it. Um, the, the ne- the ne- our next two games, Kilmarnock, we'll come on to. And who's after? K- K- sorry, St Johnston and Kilmarnock, isn't it? Yeah, return of the Mac for the next game against St Johnston. And then I can't remember who. Kelly, was it? Kelly, with the, the greatest domestic manager in Scotland. <laughs> So two two winnable games and then onwards that's uh, hard as fuck. Celtic Rangers, Hibs Aberdeen in some sort of order. St Mirren as well. St Mirren in there as well, yeah. Big game. That'll be good fun. When is that game? That's at a terrible time. Uh, it's, it's a midweek during Christmas, I It's three o'clock on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have better things to do. <laughs> um. Right, so Naismith stays. He's here through till Christmas. Fine. <laughs> Craig Levine is back in management, picking up four points out of six in his first two games. We were genuinely quite jealous. Oh, fuck off. 
just for the the banter and, and that is the most jobs for the boys appointment ever. Right. He's like it's a bit of a Sam Allardyce appointment in Scotland, right. much right. much more Tim Pot. But yeah, but they right. but they were getting relegated and they won't now. Exactly. I it probably is a good one, but realistically, like Stephen Naismith should have never been appointed Hearts manager. He should never have been appointed to St Johnston manager. Yeah. But he'll be away in the summer. They'll then be Andy Kirk. Nah, he's the new Hearts manager when they stay up and it's supposedly Andy Kirk's the one day and all the coaching. Craig Levine's just managing the squad. <laughs> and we're like, oh, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's, he's Hearts. Get him in. Oh, that's a very good point. There, there is a possibility Craig Levine gets himself back involved at Hearts via Andy Kirk <laughs> over the next <laughs> 12 to 24 months. Bring him home. Yeah, I'm up for it. Still involved at Hearts through Anne Budges, you know? Oh, it's all spe- speculation. Specs. Speculation. <laughs> <laughs> speculation. Um, and rowdy Robbie Nielsen has moved to Tampa. Soccer. I soccer, soccer. Never heard soccer. Soccer. <laughs> Second tier. Um, Tampa Bay Rowdies. It's just not what I expected from Nielsen at all. Aye, there was talk that he was offered uh, second second in command at Ibrox before mm. taking the game. Sorry, tax-free to live in, is it Tampa Bay? Aye. Fucking mm-hmm. not even a choice. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> I can. Get fucked. Mm-hmm. Bit of sunshine. No one hates your guts. Aye. You only pay a fucking penny of tax. <laughs> But there wasn't a way for this with the tax thing. Yeah, Florida. No tax in Florida. Lucky Nielsen, man. Get beat. No one's no one's fucking wishing you were dead. The eight fans they have are pure fuming. (laughs) (laughs) That's bizarre. What a weird of just looking at like (laughs) Nicky Law of X Rangers fame as his assistant. Is he not already involved at the club? I don't know. I'm just looking on their, their page now. Mm-hmm. Bit weird. There you go. What was that? Um, Cameron, something that was very close to your hearts in the last week. Um, hearts, I can't even remember now, some sort of partnership or funding thing with Watsonians um, school, yet they let their neighbouring Gorgie Farm go into administration. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not very good for our own community image, are we? Absolutely no. fucking shite fee- decision. We'll go and support a fee-paying school. Aye. Yeah. Let's go support business. one of the fucking most richest industries in the city. Ridiculous. Well, they deserve a letter, Cameron. <laughs> send don't, them a letter. Don't, don't send letters to hearts. Nobody would read them. Nobody can, can no, no. read them. Gary Locke reads them, so pretty much nobody reads them, but because it's Gary. And what's this word to you? Big bag of, big bag of fan mail. That's Gorgie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Gary. Um, and it was another week, another dinner at Tynecastle, Harry. Oh. Um, Andrew McKinley rubbed everyone up the wrong way again. <laughs> 
I, I actually, I, I never think, I, I don't think we actually got details of what sort of dinner this was, but there was another event at Tyne Castle. Uh, that Andy, Mc, wedding, Andy McKinley was, yeah, he was whining and dining apparently, and um, he did get asked about how the club's doing, and he reeled off that, you know, the Hearts B team's doing great, the Hearts women team's doing great, before finally going on about the first, first team and saying, yeah, I guess giving them an update on that. And he also mentioned that winning isn't everything or something along the lines. Winning games isn't everything, um, which I don't think went down well with the, the people that were at the meeting. Um, so, yeah, he, he continues to, to make enemies when he, he whenever he goes in public. To be fair, right? Winning games isn't his job, but you don't say that. Winning <laughs> games is ultimately his job. Well, Every is, single his... person at a club should be oh, focused see, on winning. This is the guy that thinks the club shop should be scoring. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. There was um, there was also a wee bit. He, I was just reading up there. He he pretty much called out a couple of players by name about making mistakes and things, which again didn't get. I, I guess if we're fans, we can do it because we're all assholes. But should your chief exec really be chucking players under the bus like that? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like going on yeah. a night out and hearing your line manager or whatever just being like, nah, fuck, he's a wee fucking idiot anyway. <laughs> 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 You're fucking here, by the way. He's such a fucking fanny. Looking like... <laughs> Really is. You're like, why why are hearts not just keeping him out of the public eye if he's just was an absolute well, chaos? I mean, for like the first he... year they did. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> so stupid. Like it was Megan does from him. The guy is pretty Like he either has no idea like what's gonna be received well by supporters. Is that out of touch? Or he just doesn't care. And either way, it's it's not very good. Um, are we the bad guys? <laughs> are we? Fuck. <laughs> Knew what he was getting himself involved in, Simon. Hearts fans have been like that for years. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I saw, um, I think it was it Amaruso Let's It Run put on um, Twitter today. It was an old video of Wallace Mercer and how he was addressing it. Um, and it's just the contrast. A proper good football man. Then he, he was talking about like the infrastructure for the club, but he said, ultimately, none of this matters at all unless we're performing on the park. It's just bang on. You move on to the next question. McKinley, get back to golf, son. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to get that out. Uh, Alan Forrest won goal of the month for his <laughs> screamer against him. It was a screamer. Congratulations to Alan Forrest. Um, Mika Lunas has retired. Uh, eight years at Zal Paddy. No <laughs> I've, I've not even spelled it right, so I don't know how I'm going to pronounce it. I'll just call them Zal Girls. <laughs> Zal Girls, is it no? Zal Girls. Uh, 222 appearances. Stefo, a devil worshipper. Uh, three league titles. <laughs> Four cups, not to mention over 100 appearances for Hearts, including a Derby Day winner and a Scottish Cup. What a career, eh? Unbelievable he's still playing. No, I know. I don't know. What age was he? I never actually got one. 39. Yeah. He looks like 20-odd. He's he's looking great. He looks younger than every single one of us, apart from Cal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he was a bit nuts as well, eh? Hmm. Mercurial. Aye. Remember when he uh, did he get sent off against Scotland? I can't remember that scandal now. Uh, I think it might have diving. Dived for a penalty, didn't he? Yeah, you would if you could. Aye. Why not, eh? <laughs> fuck, fuck this Scotland. <laughs> um, aye. Well done to Miko. He'll he'll have an uh, he'll have a, a night with Mika Lunas, I'm sure, at some point. Hopefully. Um, why, why are you saying hopefully? You're not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> not at the price of them, anyway. No. Yeah. Today, Hearts released the a night with a night with goalkeepers, and it's yeah. uh, Henry Smith, Craig Gordon, um, Jamie McDonald, Jamie McDonald. Jules Rousey, I couldn't remember who like the, the poster boy was and I. And um a, a couple others. Um and the, the price isn't bad when you break it down per keeper. Depending <laughs> on the keeper, obviously. But two weeks notice on a Monday night. Right, there you go. Um noticed the other day that our Australian boys will miss the vast majority of our games in February due to the Asian Cup. Um but it seems just now only Kyrolls could be going. We'll see what happens with Atkinson's fitness. And is, it, is this the plan? Just hill Cammy Devlin's form by not even letting him play? <laughs> to be fair, he was dropped before that. Yeah. He was. It's funny. Australia got shot of him. I think he got a bigger squad for the tournament, so he might end up in it still. Who knows? But that's going to be a big loss for us. Like, when, when is Atkinson back again? End of the year, I think. Aye. Aye, so the next year, then. <laughs> yeah. A full year. We could potentially lose both of our Japanese. Nah, it doesn't matter. They will be gone. Highly doubt it. So, I, that's exciting for February. Uh, Craig Halkett played a bounce game. Uh, like last week before this international break, a, a 10v10 bounce game. Only hearts, eh? And is that, is that a game without keepers? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they just rotate them out. Eh? Um, and just finally, before we talk about football, Scotland games this week. Lauren Shanklin got called up earlier today. Che Adams dropped out, uh, assuming he's injured, and Angus Gunn is injured. So, very good chance that Urzander is going to be in goals for these games. I think um, Clark was saying that he's going to give a game to each goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Liam Kelly, think Alexander Clark. It's an absolute terrible idea because Liam Kelly is shite. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the point? It's it's that's the the wording of a man who is, has settled for second place. Aye, we will. We're not going to be topping the group. Hmm. Who was the two games again? Norway and Georgia. I mean, I wouldn't be too confident with Xander Clark in goal against Haaland anyway, but... <laughs> I keep, just, you just bring him down. Hey. <laughs> yes. Okay. The three games to talk about, and we're going to break them up with segments in between. <laughs> First up, the Livingston game. An, an unusually very patient thing castle, I would say. Somebody want to talk a bit about that. This is the what I was saying earlier. Livingston are not a bad enough or low budget enough team 
to come to Hearts and start wasting time from the very first minute. They got a goal kick within about a minute and we're wasting time. And it's just, it's made me, I didn't actually mind Livy before, but the way they approached that game made me fuming. What are they doing? They're trying to play out, obviously, and maybe nick a goal in the last minute. They're well better than that. And at this point, Hearts were fucking shite. Go at them. What are they doing? It just made the most boring game of football ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we, we beat them. It was a good goal, eh, Paddy? <laughs> I was a cracker. <laughs> Paddy and I were, had had quite busy days and needed to leave a wee bit early. We as we left, Hart scored, and I thought I've not just sat there for fucking seventy minutes <laughs> watching the worst game of my life to miss the only goal of the game. <laughs> but we did. Buzzing for Vargas though. I think he is. He's scoring internationally, so it's glad that he's translated it for Hearts, and I think he's a player that. Probably could be very good for Hart, so. Mm-hmm. Right, it's good for him. Your favourite player of all time, Harry? George Grant with the assist. What a ball. Yeah, turned it on. It's a great assist. Um, Mr. Hot and Cold himself. Mm-hmm. The wee jacket potato. Aye. Hot or cold? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Simon Livingston. <clears throat> I don't know how you said that about budget, Simon, because it's all David Martindale talks about. But Livingston do have the lowest budget in the league. I know, but they approached it like you would expect a League Two or a League One team to do it. Mm-hmm. I would actually say Partick Thistle came to Tencastle and played more expansive football. Yeah, they at least <laughs> tried. I mean, to be fair, that didn't they work. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's because they're not good <laughs> enough. But Livy are good enough to actually compete. Right. I love we've got some dangerous players like Newbley and um, even like, Holt on his day can be good Pittman and things so mm-hmm. it was weird seeing Aye. it just shite just shite power it was I, I really like Joe Newbley and I'd love to see him at Hearts it's funny how many people have the complete opposite opinion of that people, some people thought Newbley was fucking awful yeah he was fucking and, awful <laughs> he was shit <laughs> he was playing in a Livingston team where they literally had 11 men behind the ball and he he was the one that had to drive out of the park whenever they got. It's really difficult, but I, I think if he was at Hearts, it would be the last ten minutes of games that we're needing just to lump it in the box. <clears throat> Arguably better with his feet than he is in there. Which does they say much because he's fucking shite with his feet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he fucking nutmegged Alex Cochran and then beat him for twice his speed at one point. The boys are up player. Um, it was an interesting one. This was the first game, I think, for a while where we saw Benny and Devlin playing in midfield together. Um, and Neuenhoff was in with them as well, so I was quite excited to see how much nah, freedom... it was Lowry. Neuenhoff was playing as well. Nah, it was Benny Devlin and Lowry to start the game. That's interesting then, because my note said, because Lowry done all the work anyway, Neuenhoff had a very quiet game. <laughs> almost as if he wasn't fucking there <laughs> I, I don't I think there are games where maybe Benny and Devlin were w- would be useful but uh, didn't need the both of them and and when yeah, we yeah. when we took Devlin off I think it helped mm-hmm. absolutely so that was there's not really much else to say but I, good for, for our Kenneth Vargas so that was 10 games, no goals, no assists. The yeah. pressure is on them there. And is that our second home win of the season? 
Uh, what was the other one? Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen, and then that's the other, the only two. Well, and by almost that. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I that was the other game. That was the the terrorist state that is West Lovian. Um, Simon, Simon says. So I've got five more players. One, two, three, four, five. Just had a moment thinking I'd only done research on four. Uh, I'll go over the scores again. In last place is Paddy on 19. Now, we all thought with his superpowers, he would be competing quite well, but he has missed a couple of weeks. Second bottom, Jarvie, 29. Second, Cameron, 34. And way out in front, Hammy on 44. But it can all change. Player one, clue one. I was born in Ghana in 1988. Jarvie. Oh. No, nah, move on. I'll get cancelled again. <laughs> okay, anyone want to take a guess? I'll take a guess. Go for it. Is... Right. No. No, oh, I might oh. get cancelled again. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the wrong one. Okay. I can't remember his name. Okay, clue number two. I came through the Ajax youth system making one international appearance, scoring zero goals. Clue number three. I was managed by Levine at Hearts, but this was the second time he had managed me as he was also my manager at Dundee United. Jarvie. Bad. Oh, fuck. Oh, Is it Prince, okay. Prince Barbin? Prince Barbin. Oh, well then. That's three points to Mr. Jarvie, taking him very close to Cameron. Is, is Gomez also at Dundee United? I think so. Um, clue number four was I was an absolute Rolls Royce in the championship, and clue number five was I have a very royal name. Player number two, clue number one, I was born in France in 1985. Okay. I came through the Montpellier youth system making two international appearances, scoring no goals. Paddy? Okay. Nah, I get cancelled. Nah. Okay. Fingers on buzzers. I won the Scottish Cup with fellow Rolls Royce Prince Babin with Craig Levine. Paddy? Yeah. Is it Margaro Gomez? It is. Well done, Paddy. I tried not to give too much away. Um, as soon as you said that. Aye. Cool, so that's three points to Paddy. Player number three, clue number one. Potentially fingers on buzzers. I was born in Stockholm in 1990. Oof. Okay. Clue number two. Paddy. Paddy. Is it Mikey Tuborg? It is not Mikey Tuborg. Uh... Okay, what year did you say he was born? 1990. He's Danish, Paddy, you're racist. Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> it's Osmond, so. It's Osmond, so. Oh, yeah. Four points to Cameron. Nice, eh? Okay, the other clues were clue number two was I came to the Hammerby Academy making zero international appearances. I famously scored a stoppage time winner Ibrox almost instantly after they had levelled. Clue number four, I was sold by Hearts for reported £1 million to Henan Jinji and clue number five was I am Osmond Soul. <laughs> okay, player number four, clue number one. 
I was born in the rebel state of Livingston in 1991. <laughs> okay. Clue number two. I came to the Rangers Academy making five international appearances, scoring one goal. Clue number three. I am the youngest Scottish and Rangers player to ever play in the Champions League. Paddy? Paddy on clue number uh, three. Oh, I can't remember if this is his first name, is it? Craig Wilson. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, I got Hammy first. Danny Wilson. Damn it! Yes, Danny Wilson. <laughs> clue number four, I was made the captain of Hearts at age 21. Clue number five, I'm a big snake and left, rain, left Hearts for Rangers after making myself a free agent. I read that it was a clause in his contract that he could essentially declare himself as a free agent at any point. Why the fuck would Hearts <laughs> let a player do that? Is that because we were an admin and just desperate for anyone that could play football? <laughs> well, we actually signed them before and uh, we managed to get it through. So that was on clue number three. So that's three points to Hammy. So he is flying there. You know, I end up at Liverpool. He was at Liverpool. We got him on loan from Liverpool initially. And um, we ended oh, yeah. up letting him go free to Rangers. Mm -hmm. Player number five, clue number one. I was born in Exeter in 1990. Ooh. Clue number two. I came Hammy. through. Okay, okay. I'll give you on clue one. I'm just going to chuck it out there because I think a theme is here. Is it uh, Adam Eckersley? Incorrect. <sighs> Hammy. Hammy is out. So this is all a chance for you to make up points. Clue number two. I came through the Exeter City Academy making zero international appearances. Clue number three. I made an appearance in the 3-3 Scottish Cup final in December 2020 along with A.D. White and Craig Whiting. He was one of the subs. One of our reinforcements that came on, him and Craig Whiten, really changed it up. <laughs> Clue number four. I am Paddy's current favourite player. <gasps> Is anyone going to guess? Uh, Jarvie. Right. I'll try to remember his name. Is it Jordan Roberts? Incorrect. Clue oh, number five. Paddy. Okay, we'll give you up on clue number four for two points. Elliot Freer. It's Elliot Freer. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever utter that man's name again. And clue number five. He gave me the Freer every time he played. <laughs> so after that, um, bottom is Paddy still, but he got five points that game, so that's pretty good. He's on 24, Jarvie's on 32, Cameron on 38, Hammy on 47. We very good, very good, very good indeed. Well, thank you, Simon. Um, after Livingston midweek, we had Rangers in the via play semi final that weekend. Um, Jarvey Senior drew, drove me, Cameron, and Paddy through. Uh, we stopped at Hearts. And that's Hill. all we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> don't care about the fucking game. We, we stopped at Hart's Hill on the way through, and at the age of 32, Cameron discovered for the first time that they actually had toilets inside. <laughs> um, look, everyone always just goes to the trees next to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. 
Um, there was a lot of rumours in our car, mainly coming from Hammy on WhatsApp, saying that Xander Clark was injured. Causing <laughs> <laughs> panic. But he was absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah Hammy. <laughs> yeah. But Macy, unfortunately, he was fine. And the, the lineups were there. However, Cammy Devlin wasn't starting. Arguably our biggest game, our, our biggest big game player. And Liam Boyce, arguably one of our better players. We're both on the bench. Um, first half was really quite dull, wasn't it? But no, no, you take it. I think we were lucky to be in a mm. nil-nil. We got turned inside out at times. Certainly in the right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron and I had both a steak pie and then a mince pie. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Also seen, <laughs> seen two grown men nearly going fully at it over the last kebab pie at the stand. <laughs> the kebab pies at hand. Well, they didn't by the time we got there. No. <laughs> so how steak it was. How did those pies compare to Ten Castle's pies? Um, Honest answer. Was it a kebab pie? I thought the mince pie was nicer than the steak pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> um, also at half time um, what's his name Tom Lawrence uh, the what? boy for Rangers went off at half time injured which was also big news he's like the best player Todd Cantwell <laughs> Todd Cantwell um, so that was good news as well <clears throat> however just minutes later we just collapsed <laughs> Yeah, we'll never give them a good game at Hamden for some reason. Every other team seems to push them quite close, but we absolutely shite the bed. Luckily, I was on holiday, so I missed this. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was a big error for the keeper. Um, Clark just wiped him out. And I mean, for the other end of the stadium, I think the first thing I said to instantly said it to Paddy was that's that's a penalty. It looked a penalty every day of the week. Um, mm, yeah, and when you see it back, it's. It's just silly. He's going away for goal. We seem to get muddled up in defence so quickly, so easily, no matter who we're playing. Mm-hmm. It, it did feel tactically we didn't have a clue what we were doing again in another big game. And you've got to think he's got the line-up wrong as well. I felt going into this one. Right. We were talking the other week about a bad 3-1 loss, a 4-1 loss to Celtic and a, a like a good 2-1 loss to Rangers. It's all about the attitude and the performance. And yeah, I wasn't there, but it doesn't seem one that we'll think, ah, well, we gave it a good shot. Mm-hmm. No, we were out of the game for... Aye. I mean, at one point, you as we go, like, I guess, there was that, and then we were quite quickly 2-0 down. And it felt like we were in for, you know, four or five, and it, uh, Rangers kind of maybe took their foot off the gas. Um, mm-hmm. It did feel like we were never in the game. No. Usual. No. Well, one of the things that almost pissed me off the most was that it felt like Lauren Shanklin suddenly burst into life just for the last like five, ten minutes. Well, um, listener, that didn't almost piss him off the most. That did piss him off the most because that's all he talked about <laughs> on the way back. <laughs> so where, where's the effort? You're, you're the captain. Why are you not fucking starting a game like that and getting involved? Almost felt like he did it just so he could be like, well, I was trying. When the when the full time whistle blew, Aye, we shot it again in Glasgow against one of the old firm. What a fucking surprise! 
<clears throat> it was awful. There's positives to take from this, though. You don't have to go through to Glasgow on the 17th of December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, usual. What can you say? Um, the fan base was very deflated and very angry. And Hammy, how can you capture Jambo Kickback's reaction around that time for us? Walk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Oh, yes, I can. Uh... I'll just how it goes. Uh, it's been shite supporting Hearts for nearly 10 years since we romped the championship. That's pretty much the entire budge era. Never-ending conveyor belt of awful football, awful coaches, jokers and charltons like Savage and his pals. Awful players that continually get shown up at Hamden. This is terrible. Do you remember like 12, 12, 12 months ago in Florence, it was like everybody's favourite moment ever <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the trip was great the game was awful but yeah I, I get it if we can do more of that I'd be happy um, another take on it though I've had enough of the refs it doesn't matter how good we are we'll never win I'm close to giving up football altogether I only even watch Hearts as it is rough someone says I had a brilliant day out in Glasgow apart from the two hours of football in the middle and I'd agree the journey best part of my day was when I met you using the car park for a beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mate insists he isn't going back until changes are made at board and management level. I don't blame him. I'm not far from chucking it and fancy following rugby with less corruption and prima donnas. It's a much better day out as well. Fucking get lost. That'll be dead easy for his mate because his mate doesn't go anyway. well done to our wonderful players for the achievement of getting to Hamden coming through those two games is a true feat of grit and determination Um, and Alan says there is a bit of confusion by some fans who seem to just accept getting pumped by the old firm every game expecting Hearts to make a fucking effort at Hamden is not being over entitled and something we rarely do. <clears throat> Similar to me, another one says, the coach trip through was undoubtedly the best part of yesterday for me. Now, it would have been similar for me, but uh, we had to wait for over half an hour for somebody who got lost in Glasgow and couldn't <laughs> find his way back. So other than that, it was pretty good though. Um, someone says, unfortunately, the next semi the old firm will have half the amount of support everyone I have spoke to ain't going back to another game via the old firm, including me at Hamden. The performance <laughs> yesterday all, was... All five of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the performance yesterday, or, again, it wasn't yesterday, but you know what I mean, was pathetic but completely expected. They have so much better quality than us and now have a massive mental advantage over us. Um... And that was it. That's, that was the general uptake. Everybody was pretty much not going back to Hamden ever again. There was a lot of complaints about Hamden. There was even people complaining about people standing at Hamden, which I think we'll all agree is just one of the things that happened. Um, everything was terrible. The world was on fire. And yeah, nobody's going back to Hamden. There were scraps in the stand as well, I think. I remember those games. Aye, who cares? That's just one right in front of me. Pathetic. Bad day all round. But like I said, 
the coach journey was good. Um, quick traffic wasn't bad at the end, so I left about ten minutes too though. So <laughs> <laughs> I needed a piss, and I just I went. I'm not going back to my seat. Fuck that. Tenerife was fucking quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back at Hamden. I'll be back in Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> It's guarantee by the time we go to Hamden again, things will be up and down and up and down, up and down. Then you'll forget about it. Then you'll just go, I think I will just go and support the football team that I support in a semi-final of a cup. Because that's what we do. Always go. Yeah. Then we'll be raging about afterwards again. Am I looking up the Scottish Cup dates? Of course I am. (laughs) I bet I'm going to be this year, though. I'm done with it. 20th of January. Fourth <laughs> round. Oh, that won't be a hand, no, will it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, decided, it's April. We've decided that a better strategy is that we'll just play all our games at Hamden, so we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go. Goodbye, Simon. Appalachia. Take care out there. Watch out for Hearts fans. <laughs> Bye. Um, what can you do eh? the, the life of supporting hearts we were all Rangers um, then who did we play after Rangers again <laughs> Motherwell Motherwell nice, fine thanks <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh. Um, aye by all accounts this was much better like I say Naismith Seed was on the chopping block again regardless of what Cameron says or thinks <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't me. Um, for me, looking back at the the extended highlights, this game is pretty much all about Alex Lowry. You'll quickly see when you run through the the key moments. I think. Um, well, somebody want to talk me through how we lined up first of all? Cami Devlin was dropped again. Three five two, the exact players. I'll let me tell you. He had rolls, Kent and Kingsley as your three centre backs. So Sibbett got dropped. Um, Good. Alan Forrest and Cochrane as your wing backs. Three centre mids of Lowry, or you know, three midfielders of Lowry, Beningame and Newenhoff, Boyce and Shankland um, up tap. Which I was, I was quite interested to see Boyce and Shankland. I feel like they don't play a lot together, but when they do play, I feel like they play quite well, and we won, so they must have done all right. Yeah, I really liked it. Like despite it being a back, a back three, back five, it, is a, it was a very attacking lineup, and it worked really effectively. I thought, really liked it. And that's probably not far off our our strongest. Well, ignoring injuries, our current strongest eleven that was on the park there. Well, yeah, I mean, looking at the bench, the Grant, Civic, Vargas, Haring, Oda. McGovern, you're never going to play Devlin, Halliday, and Tagawa. Realistically, Devlin at a push. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, yeah, you're right. All right, like to keep it attacking, take out Benny, put in Devlin, maybe. Yeah. But it was good. I thought Benny's starting to look a bit sharp again. He was. A bit like his older self. Um, just that composure that he has when he gets the ball and wins it, it's just mind-blowing. But mm-hmm. he does it really, really well. And he's, yeah, he seems a bit more match sharp now. He's not yeah. making... Mistakes and things. There's still the odd sort of misplaced pass and misplaced touch, but it's, it's a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought Benny 
Benny infuriated me a lot of the time against Livingston because he was clearly he's clearly still very scared about certain challenges. Anything close to a 50-50, I'd say something over a 60-40, and he's he's not jump, he's not getting involved in be, these tackles. To be fair, though, it's got to be difficult. Like you're out that long. It, it'll it might not even be a conscious thing, like totally subconscious mm-hmm. in the way that you move, the way you turn, the way you yeah. approach things. And that'll take that'll just take time. Right, absolutely. But even going from the, the Livingston game to Motherwell, I thought he was looking a lot more confident. I think he's starting to grow back into the Benny of old um, before he had his slip in the showers and got injured for two years. <laughs> Which is um, big news for Hearts to feed against the form he was in before the injury. Yep. Um, so that was good. And by some kind of key highlights, um, early on, Alex Lowdy. It's cutting through the defence. I think by the time he has a shot and goal from outside the box, there's about eight Motherwell players around him. It was like that famous picture of uh, Maradona surrounded by uh, opposition players. Exactly like that. <laughs> Very similar players, Paddy. Maradona. Oh, yes. Very similar. I love Lodi. Um Really? <laughs> <laughs> There was a massive chance for Liam Boyce, um, Alex Lowry. They put it on a plate for him, um, and Boyce decided to take about nine full seconds to have a shot. <laughs> go. Very Boycey, that. It's definitely, it's, I, I do, I rate Boyce a lot, but you put him in front of goal and it's just a fucking nightmare. Whereas it's just mental because he's with a reputation of being a goal scorer. Mm. Trigger shy. Strange, but um, the the boys' penalty incident. How fucking ridiculous is this? Well, Jarvie, you can now kick somebody in the chest in the box. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's quite a light kick. <laughs> <laughs> you think we were playing in our in our white shirts because it was Remembrance Weekend. You think if we wear it, because there wasn't any mud or stud marks left on his jersey, do you think if we were wearing any other shirt, it would have been a penalty? Uh, should have been at the time. Sometimes I think that I think too much. It's unfortunate that we don't have something like a VAR system where the referee can check it. <laughs> well, no, no. We, the thing is, we do, and he did check it. <laughs> yeah. so what, what was the on the on field decision initially was that it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, and it then, be a clear and obvious error to overturn. I mean, so they've sent even went to the screens, which means they've had a look at it and they've said, "I ref, that that looks like a penalty. Come and have a look." And then he's went, "Nah, that's <laughs> not a penalty. I was right." He made Sky Sports News. No, right, big big Baldy, <laughs> big Baldy Desmond. Even he thought it was a penalty. You normally just, 99% of the time, just agrees with what the referee decided on the back. He said... He's not called, he's not called Desmond, does he? It's Dermot Gallagher. Dermot. Desmond. <laughs> like Desmond. He, he said the ref has to be brave to go to the screen and then not give that. Surely mm-hmm. that's, the ref is just stupid for not giving that. That's not... Um, but with VAR, between that and the Rangers, scandalous fucking penalty. Oh, shit. Scandalous. The the big talk on sports sound and mainstream media is um, 
do we just punt VAR in Scotland? Because it's pretty clear and obvious to me that it's not working. What do you think? You know what annoys me more than anything? It's not even... I mean, these decisions are bad. But it's the amount of time... Like, to me, and I was saying this to Paddy, the, the offsides should be almost as quick as given, you know, the, the goal line technology. You're either on or you're off. You're either on or you're off. It's, it's a clear cut. And it takes ages. I get that on some of the decisions you've got things to look at in different angles, but an offside is an offside. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're standing there for three, four minutes at times. And it just, it's so frustrating. It's also really badly communicated. I don't know if it's better elsewhere, but if you're in the stadium, you've no idea what's happening. No. I don't know. Yeah, I just think I'm going to give it two or three years, and with the rate of knots that AI is evolving, decisions will be instant. We just need to cut out the people. <laughs> Use yeah. computers and technology more. Skynet over here. <laughs> we'll just turn Dinkastle into a massive robot. Wars, I <laughs> Big hypno disc fan cool. myself. Oh. Chaos 2. Chaos 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right, penalty. Absolute shambles from the SFA, as usual. Lord Shanklin's goal. Alex Lowry involved again. Um, a corner. And it was headed in from Frankie Kent. He's kind of credited with the assist, and it was a kind of back heel to turn it around the keeper for Shankland. 1 0. Um, and we went close again a little later from a corner. Alex Lowry it was clearly something they practiced on the training ground. Kingsley ran from the kind of back post around to the front post. Um, had, a, had a shot on goal, but it just went wide. That was quite nice. Half time, you're talking 67% possession. We had seven shots, one on target, which was a goal. Not too bad at all, away from home. Um, Shanklin's second. It was a, a lovely ball from Benny Beningame. But again, Alex Lowry involved with a very clever um, dummy, which dragged the defender away, fed it through to Shankland, and Shankland done really well to work his way around Liam, Liam Kelly and put it away. So uh, again, Benny show, shows us stuff sometimes which you didn't realise were actually part of his game. It's good as well. Fair fucks done. Um, th- then there was a penalty. Um, this one was probably the correct decision, which is a, a rarity in Scotland. Um, uh, he just the ball hit Alex Cochran's arm, and his arm was up in the air. But happens. It happens. Yeah. The funny thing is, with rules changing, see, like two seasons ago, that wouldn't have been a penalty because of how close the ball was kicked to his arm. You just expect about like any contact with an arm. It's given now. Nowadays you do yeah. that. absolutely. Um, but biomechanics in that. Yeah. What can you do? And I that was pretty much it. Elite level shit house today at the very end from George Grant and Lauren Shankland in the corner. It was like some proper elite level time wasting stuff. Really enjoyed that. <laughs> and that was I was it. a bit worried. Motherwell did seem to batter us for like the last 10, 15 minutes. And I, I was one of these ones where I was like, oh, this is gonna we're gonna fuck it up. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Done well to pull through. If we'd if that had ended in our draw, I think it would have been Stones getting chucked, but it's a good result. It is a really good result. It's, we've been amazing away from home this season. Fly, you see, we've already beat last season's away wins, and we're only in November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's got some fucking solid away games coming up, so keep it coming. Um, by second half, we gave them a lot more of the ball. We were down to 52% possession. We had another seven shots, um, this time two on target. So all around, all around a pretty good game. Well, Motherwell are really fucking struggling just now. Don't know what's happened. They've went from playing like in form that they'd be competing to win the league to now being in form. I could see them like around 12th, 11th in the league. Crazy. Nothing in between for Motherwell. They were awful. They were yeah. really bad. Like, I don't know why I take I'd get anything away for the Hearts getting the win because we did play well at points, but yeah, Motherwell were terrible. Mm-hmm. Two, two points for the last five. Yeah. That ain't good. I know you've got Craig, Craig Levine flying at St. Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. Take Have a, a few first. It always got to be. <laughs> it's all smiles and happiness at the start. It's misery and pain at the end. <laughs> Telling you, so, solid manager, bad director. <laughs> um, well, that was that. And like I said at the start of the podcast, Stephen A. Smith was chipper as fuck. He was delighted, and he very smugly said. That's four away wins this season. What the fuck he is all moaning about? They're almost in third. There's nothing to see here. Aye, didn't get wide, Naismith. <laughs> Sending a wee bit Robbie Nielsen there. Be original. Robbie Nielsen would have us in third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would die. <laughs> but I'd hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're not playing. We're playing. Um, we're playing Craig Levine's St Johnston a week on Saturday, and I am buzzing to see <laughs> to see Levine back at Tincastle, man. That is, this is why you get your season ticket for Scottish football elite moments like this. I'll probably remember this for the rest of my life. You're such a strange guy. Just like Scottish football, <laughs> Craig Levine. He's really. Uh... Splits the support because I feel like a lot of the older fans still love him because they've seen him play and he was at, mm-hmm. at the club and all that. But the younger generation that's seen him drive the club into the ground hate him, so it's weird. Right, we're kind of in between where we've seen ah, the best, the Craig Levine, and the worst. But yeah, there'll be a generation in their 20s where they will they only know Craig Levine as like a negative manager and a dinosaur. Feel yeah. like that. I don't know if it comes with age as well, but like, and you start to mellow, but like, younger generation hates everybody as soon as they've had one bad game. <laughs> what well, what age do you start to mellow, Cameron? I think I'm still waiting. <laughs> You're still 18. Hey, <laughs> mentally I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I Scotland games, and then I, don't, I, I highly doubt we'll be doing a podcast next week. Just looking ahead to that. So um. You, you can do a one-man Levine show. <laughs> <laughs> Phone him, see if you can get him on. <laughs> That'd be good fun. Right. Um, so I, Cameron, buy or sell then? Or are you just doing results? Just a round-up. Um, so there was there was some scores to bring in from the, the Hamden game and the Livy game. Um, so I'll run you through them and then obviously international break again. So nothing for next week. Um, so the first one was Hearts to win in the league and progress in the cup and Paddy bought that and Simon bought that so well done gents you got that completely wrong because we didn't get anywhere in the cup um, 
Shankland to make it three on the spin. He was two on the spin going into the Levy game. He didn't score in that game. Um, that was actually Jarvis. You were the only one to sell that, so well done. The semi-final to go to extra time. Well, right. Um, and then the last one, and I've waited years for this, and I'm glad I got it right. <laughs> but there was indeed pyro before the game. <laughs> and everybody bought it except you, Hammy. What? <laughs> oh, you're a bad man. Anyway, what that left us with was um, Simon um, with one because he bought everything. Um, Paddy and Hammy with two and everybody else with three. And on the running tools, the only person below 50% on the year, still Paddy, with 16. <laughs> Up to exactly 50% with Hammy and Simon on 18. Instagram on 19. Jarvie on 20. And myself and Twitter tied on 22 apiece. So there you go. That's how it'll stay for another couple of weeks and we'll get something out after the international break. Nice. That That's really close, like from bottom to top. It's normally a bit more spread out by now. Yeah, as we said, there seems to be so many international breaks, we've probably done less of them. Right, and we are, our foot is most definitely off the gas this season as well, <laughs> in terms of getting podcast up. Um, and, uh, and on that note, so uh, there's no no buy or sell, and probably probably not a podcast next week, let's face it. But um, follow us on social media anyway, uh, which is always good fun. Um, the, the account was even talking about Cadillac bars, <laughs> it's quite exciting. Um, Absolute but... fucking disgrace, if you ask me. <laughs> um, we are at Hearts underscore podcast on um, X and Instagram. Um, so I speak to you after the St Johnston game when we're looking ahead to Kilmarnock away. Yeah, in the league. Oh, is that That's correct? Ooh. And we're going to be asking the big question. Which Hearts player would be the house robots? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be Matilda? We'll run through it all. Is, is that the name of this podcast episode? Robot Watch? Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Eh? Good stuff. Bye. I'm on the Hearts. See you again next time. Goodbye. <laughs>